Welcome to this week in our collective heads. We're talking about Infinity War, um, and we're going to spoil the hell out of the movie. Um, talk about some predictions as well uh, in there, and uh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to rant a little bit because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> Kevin, you finally saw Infinity War um, because it took you a week longer than me it took um, me it it took me four days longer okay I, I love i love how i love how in in the the day and age that we live in uh-huh. that watching something on tuesday yeah of a of an opening weekend yeah. it's like oh my gosh you finally saw yeah. it i saw it on saturday i felt like a bum uh i i had tickets for tuesday night i'm oh, sorry thursday night uh mm-hmm. opening night uh 7 p.m and then whitney had to work and um I was going to get tickets for a later showing, but we both had to work in the morning. So, uh, yeah, it sucked. But um, let's let's do a quick recap of um, of the movie because we're talking about spoilers. So, starts off. Oh, sorry, you were going to say something. Well, I was just going to say that um, I was really surprised that that he starts that he starts with what was it a single soul stone that he had before the movie starts, yeah, and then by the end the of the film, reality stone. Yeah. And by the end of the film, he has them all. Yep. Um, I, I really wasn't expecting that. I I predicted that, and I predicted exactly how the movie was going to end, for the most part. Um, Fine. For the most part, I, I uh, my prediction was that it ended with this, and it ended with that, and showed more. And I didn't yeah. expect them to show how far it went. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, it starts, uh, the very beginning, he already has the, uh, the reality gem. Um, and, uh, I may get some of these things wrong, but I'm, uh, it should have been the, rea- I believe it's the reality gem, uh, that was reality or power? Power. I think it was power because, uh, power. reality was the one that the collector had, right? Correct. Yeah. So he has power. Uh, and then, uh, very beginning he's, he's, uh, invaded the Asgardian ship. He's manhandling Thor. Uh, he uh, kills Heimdall, which mm-hmm. I loved because it destroyed the stupid theory that he was the Soul Stone. No. Yeah. Um, and he, and he, he um, killed Heimdall to basically punish him for, for sending Hulk off to warn the, yeah. the rest of humanity. Yeah. He manhandles Hulk. Uh, which which was the first I mean I loved uh, uh, to me Ebony Maw was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie but yeah. watching him preach and then uh, uh, Obsidian Call was about to like intervene when Hulk came in and Ebony Maw's like no let him have his fun uh, yeah. which was which was great and then and then uh, Thanos outboxes Hulk because it was a very boxing you know dodge and weave and beat the crap out of him yeah. uh, and scared Hulk to the point where Hulk could not come back. Yeah. Um, kills Loki, which uh, I also predicted Loki would die in this movie because I thought his his story arc has been done for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and I think that set the tone for the first scene that even without, even with just one gem, which he didn't even use uh, on Hulk, uh, it yeah. shows how powerful he is and it shows the danger involved. Um, we then in almost immediately brings danger to uh, uh, to uh, New York, where mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange is involved, um, and Tony Stark. Which I again, great scene. Tony and uh, and Banner talking about, 
you know, bring out the big guy and help just can't come out. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Um, uh, again, Ebony Maw wrecking the place. And then, uh, and then afterwards, which a lot of people were joking about. One, one other thing. Um, so I really enjoyed the fact that we got to see Doctor Strange actually use um, artifacts and things rather than uh, just whips and sparkles and holes. Mm -hmm. And um, like you could see the, the glowing bands around um, his, his wrists and things yeah. like that. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of... of seem strange and it felt more like like you you can't make him you know this all-powerful being or whatever but it really showed the versatility and the power of his magic yeah and i i really appreciated that because i love strange yeah strange was was amazing in it and then uh i i did love that um uh what's his name uh i forgot strange's uh companion yeah companion um forgot his name sorry i can't believe i'm, I can't believe I'm sp spacing on it but he's like he's like the sanctum's unprotected i have to go peace and he gets out yep. of there which <laughs> i get i understand that but everybody's like what are you doing the fate of the universe and everything and i'm like yeah but there's so much there that needs to be protected and that's what they're trying Absolutely. to do and at that point yeah. at the point that point they're like okay well strange is in charge like the 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 time gem uh is, is gone right the time the infinity stone time infinity stone is gone so that's the only thing that he has control of and he that he is sworn to protect so that made yeah. sense um strange being kidnapped i thought was was really cool uh and then um guardians i, I like the really like the the interaction there's some interactions that i didn't ex like that uh, i thought were really interesting like thor and the guardians makes perfect sense yeah um and I and it, was, I loved, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, and I think that Thor Ragnarok bridged that gap where you could see uh, some of the humor there um, that that can take place because Thor one and two uh, it had some comedic moments to an extent, but you really got to see Thor uh, in Ragnarok become more comedic. So it worked really well with with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I also, I mean, uh, Chris Pratt did a, did a really good job in this. A lot of people were, were uh, bashing him, saying that uh, Star-Lord became a complete idiot in this movie. But if you watched Guardians 1 or 2, um, he is an idiot. And, <laughs> and he is his own hype man, is what I like to say. Like, there are other yeah. people who are, who are great. You know, uh, Tony Stark, yeah, he's, he's arrogant, but he, he can back it up. Star-Lord is arrogant and he really can't. That's part of his character that makes him endearing and he is very fallible and he's very bad at what he does most of the time. And it's the team that works really well. Star-Lord himself is not supposed to be very good and multiple times in this movie um, causes issues because of that, which I did love that he was trying to be more manly uh, with, uh, with Thor uh, there because he felt threatened. Um, yeah, that was it, fun. It was really fun. Um, I think I, I don't want to like rehash everything in the movie, but like I think that um, uh, first of all, getting um, Spider-Man involved and getting him the Iron Spider suit was was amazing. I, I absolutely love the suit. Tony sending it out because we saw it at the very end of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm -hmm. He had this brand new suit and. And Parker's like, no, I don't want to, uh, you know, 
he basically admits like he need, he needs more time. He's not mature enough, which is kind of a test, but it really wasn't. Um, and that I can get away do away with. Um, but uh, I liked that aspect. I liked when, the whenever the Iron Spider suit came on, I I know that I kind of giggled and squealed a little bit because yeah. Iron Spider is is Spider Man is and has been my yeah. favorite uh, comic book character of all time yeah and the iron spider is my favorite of his suits iron spider it, it was amazing i like this version of the I like this version of iron spider um cons uh, just just amazing it's amazing and watching um tom holland's performance in this proves why he is the best spider-man um ever, absolutely ever uh i loved that um throughout the previous movies and in this movie, you see the interaction between Stark and Parker, where um, Stark is a uh, is a reluctant mentor, but at the same yeah. time he he is a mentor. He wants to help. He wants to be there, but at the same time, that's a weird uh, relationship for him to have. Uh, and I think this movie this movie Stark's first scene in the movie set a, uh, like set the tone for that where Stark is saying like that he had a dream that they had a kid. Yeah. And I think that they put that in there. I, I like that they showed Pepper as well because we've been wondering what's going on with them. Yeah. Uh, but also having having him talk about that at the very beginning shows where he is mentally and where he what happens with Parker throughout the movie shows him becoming that father figure, that mentor figure um, and seeing um, how dangerous it can get. Uh, yeah. They end up on. Uh, they end up killing Ebony Maw, which I was really upset about because he was amazing. Uh, and end up on Titan. He end up on Titan, and uh, you know, and and he's reluctant about all of it. Thor um, needs to find a new uh, weapon, which a lot of people are speculating that's the reason that that um, that Thanos waited to try to find the Infinity Stones because very beginning of the movie he's like I've got one I know where four of the others are and I need to know where the Soul Stone is he already knows where all of them are so people were saying well why why did he wait so a lot of people some people are speculating it's because uh, Mjolnir is that powerful that it would cause uh, a, a big problem for him uh, and with Hela destroying Mjolnir yeah. uh, he he uh, Thanos thought, okay, this is the perfect time, which is why he destroyed the the Soul Forge um, after getting the Gauntlet created, which I thought was great. Um, which brings us to Peter Dinklage uh, as the uh, as the uh, King of the Dwarves who created Mjolnir and the Infinity Gauntlet, and I thought his performance was lackluster, and I was very disappointed. And um, Usually you get a lot more out of Peter Dinklage. You, um, you do. And... Um, I like I like Peter Dinklage, but I felt like mm -hmm. his his delivery was hit or miss. Like there were some when he's talking about them killing all the dwarves, it was like oh, I've, I've seen the movie twice. So the first time I saw it, I was I was surprised that he was in the, in that role. Yeah. Um, and then the second time. It really hit me how weak some of his delivery was. Uh, there were some jokes that fell really flat. Um, yeah, him joking about like uh, Thor is going to hold open the store, the this uh, aperture, so that way 
the power of the star can can go through and can can uh, fuel the the furnace. Yeah. And he says something to the effect of uh, "It'll kill you," and and Thor says like "Then I'll die," you know, whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, that's what killing means." And yeah. it, like I like I get it; it's a dry joke. But like Tyrion could have nailed that joke, and I felt like it did not work here. Part of it may be because he wasn't working; he was working completely by himself. He was completely green screened. He did not have any interaction with any actor. So and I, I don't. I think that that might be um, one of one of Dinklage's weaknesses because uh, when he was playing the ghost, that was also just a, a sound set where he was interacting without people, and he yeah. he works best when he's able to to physically interact. You know, the <laughs> the uh, the slaps. Yeah, I mean that's that's just that's just one of my favorite moments. And um, if you've yeah. seen what was what was that movie, uh, Penelope? Yeah. Um, is fantastic performance in that, and he's actually interacting with other people. Death at a funeral, the way that yeah. he plays off of other people in the room. Yeah, um, he's a stage actor. I mean, he's, he really is. He that that, and I felt like that was la- that's the only thing that I didn't like about this movie. Um, yeah, the uh, going forward, basic. Uh, so you have the Guardians are trying to stop Thanos. They try to get uh, get to the Collector before he's there. Thanos has set up a trap for them, and is and is and is showing them him interacting with the collector when he really was already gone. Um, yeah. And the the you get to see the the just overwhelming uh, power of the reality stone, yeah, and, and yeah. how that works. And I appreciated that. Now Gamora had told um, Quill uh, if like basically like I know something and I can't tell you what it is. But if Thanos gets me, you need to kill me. Uh, so he promises that. Uh, the original script uh, did not have Star Lord uh, trying uh, attempting to kill Gamora, and that was something that, that was something James Gunn and uh, and Chris Pratt said no, he he should do this because um, that makes Thanos's uh, attempt to kill Gamora uh, and succeeding um, that makes uh, Thanos's attempt to kill Gamora and successful attempt uh, spoilers to uh, to kill Gamora more impactful because Thanos grabs Gamora and I, I absolutely love it. first of all Brolin in this movie the depth showed the depth of Thanos and I think that's why they pick yeah. someone like him um, you got to see kind of how his mind works uh, when uh, he was totally in control of the situation, and he was like, "Oh, she made you promise to kill her. Okay, go for it." And he's just he's just beckoning him, brings Gamora right to him. Well, and it's it's it's, I think there's a curiosity there. Yeah, yeah. Because he's Thanos is so much higher than Star Lord, and and his his curiosity to see, okay, well, what's going to happen here? I have the Reality Stone. She's safe. He didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, there's there's no problem there. Um, which I thought was great, and then you get to see um, Thanos talks to Gamora afterwards about uh, about Titan and how. Um, oh, sorry, uh, he told. Yeah, sorry, he tells. Uh, uh, does it Stark about that? No, it was Gamora. Um, talks about how Titan had everything, and yeah. um, and uh, the population 
was out of control. People were utilizing the resources too too harshly. He had the he had the theory of okay, well, if we just get rid of half the people indiscriminately, yeah. um, then uh, everyone will have more. Everything will be more plenty plentiful, and everyone thought he was crazy. Hence the Mad Titan. And uh, sure enough, um, Titan was was destroyed by. Uh, their own resources, similar to like a Krypton kind of thing, where it's like yeah. you're utilizing your, too many of your own resources. This is a flawed logic, obviously. Everyone's picking that apart on the internet. Um, there is no answer. There's no answer to this that, def- that, that there's no answer that the reality stone or any of the stones could fix, because if you trim off half the population, uh, the population is going to grow, grow again. I mean, that's what's happening in the world right now. We've tripled the population in the past. 75 years in the in in the world because yeah. we because we can that's what would happen if we if we trimmed off half the sentient population of the of the universe they're just going to grow up grow those numbers again and we're going to be in the same situation similarly if you double the resources because there's double the resources the populations will grow exponentially again yeah. um and it's it's the problem of the population growing exponentially while uh while the resources can only grow um Usually, sequentially. Correct, correct. So Thanos's Thanos's uh, idea is the flawed, which is the point. That's the point of it. But but his but idea. Also, well, and and he also saw. Um, I think one of the things that really strengthened him and and blinds him to the flaws in his own logic yeah. is that um, is that he saw what happened. He saw one possible outcome yeah. if he's not listened to, and he wants to push this other idea. Correct, correct. He feels this is the ideology that will work, and I'm the only person who uh, who sees it. I'm the only person who has the gall to do something that immense. Yeah. Uh, and this this movie is Thanos's movie. This is a hero's journey for Thanos. He is stopped at every turn. He is he, the antagonists of the Avengers are are stopping him from from his goal of of getting all of the stones. And that's one thing that I think is really interesting about it is he is a very good villain because he has his own arc, um, which normally villains' arcs aren't completed. Yeah. Um, so this is very much his, his movie. Um, you got to see uh, the sadness in, in regards to that. You also got to see um, him uh, finding Gamora and Gamora confronting, like, or Gamora talking to him as if, you know, she was an equal. She's just like, hey, I, I need help. I don't know where my mom is. And he saw in her like this inner strength, yeah. um, and that's why uh, he he loved her because he didn't see that in so many other individuals. So when Gamora when Gamora tells him where the Soul Stone is because he's he's torturing Nebula, um, uh, brings him to the Soul Stone. Uh, I mean that really adds. Uh, gravity to uh, their relationship which I did not expect at all Red Skull to pop up in this movie <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I was floored I thought it was death when you first get there mm-hmm. it's a very cloaked figure um, it looked very wraith like I thought it was death but I was I was thinking this is a, it's a man's voice and on both DC and, uh, and Marvel death is not a uh, death's not a man yeah, uh, and then got to see Red Skull, and I thought it was Hugo Weaving. It's not. It's um, I can't remember the actor's name. It's the guy from uh, one of the guys from Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he's transported there 
when he tried to interact with the Tesseract because he, because um, mortal feeble beings like us cannot possess these stones. That's why that's why the time gem is in the Eye of Agamotto, uh, because because a human can't hold it. Uh, uh, Thanos can, but um, that's only because he's so powerful. Um, but when um, when he describes the situation and says that you have to sacrifice someone that you love, um, I loved the interaction there where Gamora Gamora didn't realize this whole time that everything Thanos has done and done to her is because he loved her. Yeah. Um, and and it was it was also interesting to see because because I'm a lot faster than Gamora did, and so we could see. Thanos realized what he was going to have to sacrifice in this yeah. instance and and for Gamora specifically to sit there and say aha you love nothing and to watch the sadness in his eyes and like you were talking about the arc we don't we don't usually get to see that usually we think of villains as you know just just uh you know finger tapping and ah, ha, 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 I'm going yeah. to do this thing yeah we don't we don't see the sacrifices that they go through. And I think that that's another reason why it was important to, uh, I, I think that while they didn't necessarily show it, it did add a bit of gravity to the loss of Ebony Maw. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really did. Um, and I, I know I'm not the only person, um, who's, who said this, but I mean, at that moment, I really felt for Thanos. I mean, it, the sacrifice yeah. that he had to make, um, and him again, this whole the whole mentor father figure aspect of the movie with uh, theming with um, with Stark and, and Parker um, mm -hmm. showed he was like, okay, I guess I have to, you know, I have to uh, kill her because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Even and when it comes to me, even when it comes to me, and that selflessness uh, with his actions, and it was also. Um, you know, he like he said before, you're you're killing half the universe indiscriminately, which means Gamora is Gamora just like anybody else could die, and yeah. he cannot save her. Even when he does that, Gamora had to be on the table for that as well. Um, so he he uh, throws her uh, into the off the, the cliff or whatever, gets the soul stone and. Then it's just like, oh, okay. I just got a couple more. I I know I know. As soon as he did that, I'm like, okay, everyone's fucked at this point. There's no <laughs> way out of it. Um, yeah. There's no way out of it. The only thing I was curious about was uh, the only thing I was curious about at that point was is Vision going to live? Yeah. Because I knew he was going to get the stone, but they bring Vision to um, uh, to Wakanda, and Shuri, who's probably one of the only people who could do this, other than maybe. Um, Reed Richards is trying to figure out how to yeah. get the Soul Stone out uh, without killing Vision, yeah. and allegedly is not able to do that. Um, we don't see what happened. I have a feeling that she has some backups or, or something to that effect, um, and it's not going to be the same person. But I think Vision's going to come back in the next movie. But it's not going to be. He's going to be a shell uh, of his former self. Um, I, I think that if he does come back, it's going to be a, a hard reset, a, a factory reset, and basically yeah. he's going to be uh, wiped. 
Yeah, and we've we've done that. They've done that in the comics where he came back completely pale, which is how he was when Thanos grabs the uh, grabs the mind gem out of him. Uh, he goes completely pale. Uh, in the comics, that happens, and he is he he's lost his humanity, if you will. Uh, and and Wanda is struggling to figure out like um, I love this person, but he's not anywhere near what he was. Yeah, uh, which uh, I felt for her, and I abs I. I loved that they were having her protect Vision just to, to protect the stone, but when she does come out uh, and starts wrecking shit, I loved that the reaction was, why was why was she up there the whole time? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because she is the most powerful, other than Vision, uh, well, actually, I'd say probably more powerful than Vision, um, but she doesn't know her own power. Yeah. Um, watching her unleash was great, and then she holds her own against Thanos, at the very end, Thanos, um, sorry, I guess first Thanos uh, goes to um, uh, Titan, and uh, I guess I should start there. But the fight there was, what, what I loved about that, which again, people are not talking about, Mantis holds, holds Thanos down. Like, yeah. everyone's physically holding him, and he could just manhandle them. Mantis jumps up, holds him mentally. Um, yeah. And and if it wasn't for Star Lord, uh, that could have been the end. That could have been the end of the movie. I think, I think that was also an interesting scene because it showed um, the 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 way that Thanos needs to be fought. I mean, yeah. he's he's such a a physically and and uh, I mean he is he is a colossal being yeah. that's that's just on another level. Yeah. And. Um, but the reason that he's not able to see the flaw in his own plan is he's not as smart as he thinks he is. He is, yeah. he is very uh, tactical, he's very intelligent, mm -hmm. but um, he does have a weakness there. And I, I thought that it was, it was especially cool to see Mantis um, really strike at his weak spot there. Yeah, yeah, I love, I absolutely, I love Mantis since Guardians 2, um, and watching her in this was, was, was great. Um, Peter screws up uh, as they're about to, they they get the gauntlet off of him, but Peter punches him, and it's all over at that point, and he just wrecks everybody. Um, I thought Stark was going to be dead. Um, yeah, I watching their interaction, I thought Stark was going to be dead. Um, we'll have to wait for the next movie to see which which OG Avengers die because uh, he he wrecks everything. Um, takes the time gem because um, Doctor Strange gives it to him, which yeah. he did because he knew the outcome. And I love that he's, aspect. He's to me, potential outcomes. And one of the things that I, I really enjoyed about that was he, he had a line, and I, I haven't heard a lot of other people talk about this, but he, he said something along the lines of, we're in the end game now. And so having seen everyone's talking 14 about 14 million yeah uh possible uh timelines he he understands that this is the way that things have yeah. to play out yeah. and that type of overarching vision is is something that strange is is known for yeah. and i really yeah. appreciate that uh that line people are people are picking apart they actually uh there are people who are predicting that's the name of the next avengers movie is avengers endgame um Okay. I don't know if I don't know if it's going to be, but I I liked that interaction because you also see, because Doctor Strange previously said, hey, if it if it comes to you or the stone, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you die, but then he yeah. realized he realized, oh, this is bigger than my promise to keep to protect the stone. 
which is incredible. It's incredible, yeah. So, oh. and so, and so, it's 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 fun to see his pragmatism played against Thanos's in that particular interaction. Yeah, and uh, when Thanos goes to Wakanda, he has everything but the, that. And when he ends up, takes. I mean, he he just manhandles everybody. I mean, it's yeah. no big deal. He's using the different gems just to just to creatively mess with people at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, fusing um, Banner. I love Banner in the Hulkbuster armor, by the way. Yeah. Um, but fusing him into some rocks, uh, just just manhandling everybody in different ways with the gems. It comes up to Scarlet Witch, who's protecting Vision, uh, and she all she almost has him. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, she Thor, she does defeat him, but for the Time Stone. Uh, except for the Time Stone, well. Uh, Thor basically Thor is basically the one who had that right because Thor comes in with with Stormbreaker and cleaves him right uh, yes but first um, first Scarlet Witch fights him and defeats defeats him manages to that's right. uh, take out the gem and then he turns back time then Thor comes in that's right that's right he turns turns back time take, takes the gem uh, Thor Thor comes in there uh and cleaves him and he says you should have got should have aimed for the head or should have been the head <laughs> and then just snaps um, well and and there was also the moment of of steve uh captain america holding holding thanos's hand open hated it just hated that it. that was no, that was a bit odd it was odd um they were trying to show again captain america's um gall and pragmatism and 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 how he could stand up to to a god uh, big G, um, yeah. but that just no, like Thanos on his own. It's it's comic canon. It's stupid. It's it stupid. is. But and it's, sometimes but it writers, was in the comics. yeah, and sometimes writers are are, are stupid. And they shouldn't shouldn't do what they do. <laughs> um, that's like if they had a comic where Captain America arm wrestled Hulk and Captain America held his own. I'd say bullshit. There's no reason for it unless Hulk was just messing with him. Yeah. Um, so Thanos gets all the gems, snaps his fingers, and has a conversation with Gamora about, did did you do it? Where she asks, yeah. did you do it? What did it take? Um, and you see the gauntlet melts. Half of the sentient life uh, crumbles. Mm-hmm. And we're left with the OG Avengers and a handful of others. Uh, but the Spider-Man's gone, Strange is gone, uh, Black Panther's gone, uh, Scarlet Witch is gone. Um, All of the Guardians except for Rocket, right? Except for Rocket, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Parker's scene was crazy emotional. Apparently that was partially improv as well. Um, but uh, Parker's Spider-Sense, because of that, he knew, he could sense, he could feel everything. Everyone else is surprised and confused. Uh, he's scared and uh, knows what's going to happen to him, which or is really that something is coming because yeah. uh, his spidey sense let him know lets him know that something's coming, not necessarily what, and that's yeah. when he looks around something so yeah. so immense and so powerful that he couldn't really comprehend it, and it just frightened the crap out of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my theory, and and the, the movie ends with uh, by the way, the movie ends with Thanos. As he said, he's watching the sunset on a universe, um, 
on a universe that is better uh, after his actions, so arguably better. Yeah. Um, so my theory, which um, is basically being validated by the directors, and I want to slap the shit out of them right now for saying anything. <laughs> uh, my theory was that uh, Gamora is in the Soul Stone, and that when he talks to Gamora after his snap, He's talking to child Gamora, and I said, I immediately said, where he is right then is within the Soul Stone, and mm-hmm. she's trapped in there. Yes, because of the sacrifice. Um, they've they've said, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, why the hell did you open your fucking mouths? Um, because this is stuff we're not supposed to know until May. Now, my the rest of my theory is that everyone who crumbles is in the Soul Stone with her, because yes. he snaps. She's in the Soul Stone, and he talks to her. He comes back out of that uh, of that reality, if you will, mm-hmm. and then people start crumbling. So we don't see who's in the Soul Stone. I think that all of them are in the Soul Stone, and everyone who died because of the snap, yeah, uh, come, will will be able to come back. Yes, um, I I don't think that Gamora will be able to come back. If Vision comes back, he'll be different. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Loki, Heimdall. Those yeah. those who were taken out um, in in ways other than with the Soul Stone, I, I think will be able to come back. But I think that those who have who have been killed in other ways, yeah, um, are lost. I think Gamora being trapped in the Soul Stone means she could come back, which I think would be dumb from a gravity standpoint, from a levity sorry, from a uh, emotional levity standpoint. Yeah, uh, I think would be a bad idea. I think that her being trapped in the Soul Stone will give her scenes in the next movie. Mm-hmm. But I think after the end of the next movie, she shouldn't be back. Except that James Gunn, two years ago or a year a year ago, whatever, said that Guardians 3, which is going to come out in a couple years, Guardians mm-hmm. 3 will be the last movie with this uh, team of Guardians because that may change after that. And he didn't mean death. He means, it, like, he was specifying saying, hey, there could be a change up in the, t- in the team. It could be a death. That doesn't matter. Just saying <clears throat> the team will be the same in Guardians 3. Now that yeah. we have Infinity War, I'm like, wait a minute. If the team is the same, that means Gamora has to come back. Unless he was, I don't know, mistaken or... Well, I mean, there, there, there can be a lot having changed between then and now because... Um... I mean, these these things evolve and they change, and sometimes they'll actually contradict previous statements made, yeah. or say something that ends up not happening. Sure. So. And Gun is Gun is one of my. This is one of the things I, I I absolutely love and respect the guy about the guy. He will do something. He will he will write something. He will make something, and then something will will be changed retroactively, or he'll make a mistake. Mm-hmm. He will he will talk about it. And he will say he will say, hey, this is what I was doing. Uh, this is why it changed. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, the biggest example of that is uh, in Guardians 1, in the collector's room, uh, Adam Warlock's cocoon is in Guardians 1. Yeah. And then Guardians 2. Did you see Guardians 2? Uh, I have not. Okay. So, spoiler for an end no, credit no. scene. Go, go ahead. Spoiler for an end credit scene, uh, Aisha, uh, uh, who is she in the comics, mm-hmm. um, uh, by the way, there's five end credit scenes on Guardians 2, so you have to watch all of them. Um, <laughs> one of them is her is is she is uh, stand is sitting and looking at the birthing pod of Adam Warlock, and she said, "I'll, I'll call him Adam." Um, and <laughs> when that happened, people were like, "Wait a minute, he was supposed to be in Guardians one." And uh, James Gunn said, "Well, we were going to have him, and we we're going to have that Easter egg in Guardians one of his birthing pod, and then have him pop up later." 
but because of the way that Marvel as a whole and the way Guardians 3 is going to go and everything, uh, they, he said, we had to change that, and I'm sorry. And I love that yeah. transparency because he's saying, hey, this is art. Sometimes it changes, <clears throat> and um, it's nice to see that because other directors like George Lucas will lie um, and then lie on top of a lie and then come back with the truth and then lie again, and you're like... Come on, dude. You know Luke and Leia were not supposed to be brother and sister in the first movie. We all yeah. know this. Um, he didn't have all... I mean, uh, uh, Mark Hamill's even talked about when uh, they were doing... Uh, before they did Empire, uh, He hmm. uh, Lucas talked to him and he was like, Yeah, uh, episode... He said, Episode 6 you're gonna is going to be the search for your long-lost sister. And then, like... All these different things that didn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think that part of it's the the uh, humility and saying, "Hey, I was wrong," or "I changed my mind." Uh, and I think that's a that's a uh, it's a mature thing to do. And James Gunn is very transparent when he's like, "Hey, didn't I wanted to do this instead?" Um, he also shows a lot of back behind the scenes stuff, which I really like. Yeah. I, I also enjoyed that because it shows that it's it's not just one person. He doesn't claim to have all the answers or to have everything correct. And it's it's yeah. he acknowledges that it's a collaborative effort, which Lucas was not willing to share the credit. And yeah. and I, I appreciate that. Again, yeah. going back to humility. Yeah. Um I will say that uh if now that you've seen the movie, there are um there are clips of uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, mm -hmm. uh, spoiling like the end of Infinity War. Okay. Kind of, kind of, because they were they were talking to him and uh, he you know, they're talking about like deaths being impactful and he's like, mm -hmm. man, you should see this movie. Like everybody dies and Don Cheadle looks at him like, dude, what are you what are you doing? Um, but that one's pretty funny because. It, it was it was just open enough where you're like, well, what does that mean? How many people? Yeah. Um, but the best one is there's a compilation of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, and Tom Holland, mm -hmm. and it's Benedict Cumberbatch stopping Tom Holland from spoiling from saying spoilers. <laughs> and there's That's like awesome. repeatedly where Tom Holland's about to say something and like and and Cumberbatch like stops him and he's like ah uh, and he says something completely different, um, which. I mean, this this movie is big enough that a handful of people knew enough of what was going to happen, uh, and then yeah. other people like Anthony Mackie was was given like twenty two pages of the script, and that's it. Yeah. Um, which I think is smart with this many with this many people, but they they gave way too much information to the wrong people, and I don't think they're not going to be able to punish uh, Tom Holland um, for that. But I don't know. It's kind of interesting that. You have these actors who don't realize, like, uh, who was it? Robert Redford? Was it, he was the one in uh, Civil War, right? Or not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. Yes. Was it Redford? So yes. Redford, like, four or five months before the movie came out, he was doing interviews, and he's like, yeah, this is really interesting. I haven't been a villain in a movie. And, and immediately Marvel's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like it's a different era that we're in now where we don't, where we have spoilers, we're very conscious of spoilers. Yeah. But it's like, you, you spoiled, like, a twist, um, I'm glad a lot of this didn't get spoiled for me. Um, I did, I did uh, theorize a lot of things that ended up happening, but only because, uh, some things I didn't expect them to actually do. I didn't expect them to kill off Spider-Man. Yeah, it was it was really difficult for me when they when they um, 
<laughs> when they sold Spider-Man. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, yeah. I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've been irritating. Um, when I know that someone's seen the movie, uh, every now and then I'll just say, Mr. Stark, I don't, I don't feel so good. And it'll just trigger people like immediately. <laughs> they're, they're like, don't no, too, too soon. His, his stop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's so, it's so impactful. Um, I think that Tom Holland as an actor was able to pull that off. Um, which is why you got someone that, why they had someone that good, his innocence yeah. as well. Um, adds the, adds to the weight of that situation. Um, so uh, I already talked about my predictions for for the next movie that everyone's in the Soul Stone. Um, who, uh, I guess I should say the, the the question is who do you think will undo what has been done because something has to be undone. Who do you think will will do it if you if you could name a person? Uh, Nebula. That's who it is in the comics. So or she has a oh, big really? she she has a very, very big role in it at least. She gets the gauntlet and is instrumental in, in undoing it. Um, I think it works really well and I, I could definitely okay. see that happening in the next one because because of her relationship to Thanos, because of her relationship and realizing her love for Gamora. Um, which again Guardians yeah. two kind of solidifies more of that. Because Guardians two, um, the beginning of the movie she's just like talking about killing Gamora and that's like all she wants to do because of what Gamora did to her and you kind of see yeah. more of that sisterly love towards the end of Guardians 2 and this movie you definitely see that bond between the two of them they've both been they both have PTSD from being uh, abused by their um, adoptive father um, and they're yeah. taking it in different ways uh, I think that I think Nebula will be instrumental um I think that uh, Stark uh, may may end up uh, help, like being a huge part of it as well. Um, yeah. I think that either Captain America or Stark will die at the end of the next movie. Um, I think it should be uh, it should be Captain America, um, but I don't think I don't think that I don't know if they'll do it. But I think it should be Captain America. Could be both of them. But I think we're gonna have some real deaths what? at the end of the next movie. What if we have to sacrifice the original Avengers to get the new team? Could be good, um, but I don't. They're not going to sacrifice Hulk because Hulk has three movies coming out. Oh, okay. I, so, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I, I or two more work on two not. More, yeah. I work on not knowing things. Okay, so so I just I just get to randomly guess. Okay, so. I could see that happening for the most part. Um, I don't think it'll be a clear delineation, mm -hmm. um, but I could definitely see but that happening. I could definitely see that happening because I feel that there needs to be a transition to the new uh, new Avengers uh, because mm -hmm. we have we have heavy hitter Avengers uh, on the team that are not the original lineup for the movies. Yeah, you can you we could easily do an Avengers movie with. Black Panther with um, uh, Spider-Man. Um, I'd throw Guardians in there as well because they have, haven't been uh, part of it. Uh, and Scarlet Witch. And what? Scarlet Witch, yeah. Scarlet Witch. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some, there's heavy hitters enough that you could sustain a team and then bring in other characters, which um, they've obviously been talking about uh, growing the roster as well. So, um, yeah. 
Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm excited about what's going to happen. Um, and I absolutely love Josh Brolin in this movie. Um, yeah. I think he and Ebony Maw uh, stole the show. Uh, and now i got to look up the guy who played Ebony Maw and figure out what the heck else he's in. Uh, I'm also <laughs> really glad that we only have to wait a year for the next one. Yeah, only have to wait a year. Um, we have uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, mm-hmm. coming out. And we have Captain Marvel. Um, which was the um, was the end credit scene. Um, so my only question now is where the heck has she been uh, this whole time? Where has Captain Marvel been the whole time? Because Nick Fury had a contact with her, um, and uh, she's been missing for twenty years, twenty five years, whatever. Yeah, um, so irritated about that, but I'm I, I think the movie will will answer that. Uh, and Ant Man and the Wasp, I'm looking forward to because I really liked Ant Man. Uh, Paul Rudd's hilarious, and Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp is going to be really cool too. So, uh, again, only only a year before the next one. That's not that bad. Um, and we have Deadpool to look forward to, which has not is not associated with this movie, um, but yeah. at least we have that to to make us happy. And, and Solo is coming out too, so we'll see. Um, anyways, that's it for our, our spoilery kind of review. Let us know in the comments what you think about uh, our. Uh, about our insight of the movie in the movie and uh, if you think our predictions are wrong or what you think is going to happen in the next movie. Uh, And do you think Thanos will be gone? Do you think that um, Warlock will show up in the next movie? Um, I don't think he will. Do you think Silver Surfer will show up in the next movie? I don't think he will either, but I'd love that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys later. Thanks for watching This Week in Our Collective Heads. Uh, Subscribe over here and click the bell and that way you'll know about any new videos that we put up because we put up a lot of uh, gameplay a lot of stories from games and stuff like that and gameplay is down here yeah and you got more editorials and new stuff down here check it out